0: brewers weekly here on wtmj the person's voice you just heard is the person's voice you're going to hear that is brewers radio broadcaster lane grendel lane what's what's this last uh 22 and a half hours been like for you
1: oh man um you know i i I don't know if i can answer that yet because it's one of those things that it's i think i'll have a better perspective on it you know a couple of weeks from now it was uh it was a really cool Moment last night, and then all the moments that followed, um, just kind of soaking it all in and and trying to take mental snapshots of everything that you were seeing and observing. And yeah, really, the the, the true emotion for me that I felt was just uh, pride for those guys um, because those of us that are around them every day, we've seen how hard they've worked. And I think we've seen how much they all bought in. And it really goes back even beyond just this past spring. I mean, you can go back, I think, to spring training of 2016 when Craig Council started talking about being connected and, and having uh, a clubhouse where communication was key and everybody was on the same page and everybody's pulling in the same direction. Guys really bought back clear back in 2016, and that wasn't the most talented team in baseball, but... They won 73 games when a lot of people didn't think that team was going to win 100 going into the or was going to win 62 going into the year. They mm-hmm. thought they were a 100-loss team, a lot of the experts did. And then of course it set the stage for last year when they go and win 86 when really nobody gave them much of a shot and they were in it until the second to last day and then to to clinch in St. Louis where it ended bitterly the year before. It was just a it was really one of those storybook little things for the brewers last night and it was really fun to be around it and be able to witness
0: it i, I want to pull back the curtain a little bit because people are listening to the radio broadcast uh they heard you during the latter portions you uh you slid into jeff's chair so jeff could go down to the clubhouse to do interviews and then you handled much of the post game show and then folks don't know that uh after the network post game got done you got down to the clubhouse and uh you helped us out getting some interviews and things like that i mean you were uh, what a what a busy period for you, and, and and you finally once all that ended, once all the shows were off the air and all the media was out of the clubhouse and everything. Can you set the scene a little bit on on what it was like, maybe when when it was mainly team and team personnel, and even onto the plane and things like that. When the when the craziness was over, what was it like?
1: Yeah, that, that's a really good question, and, and and you're right. I think especially for some of us that cover the team. You're you're trying to soak it in, but at the same time you're doing a job. You know, so you're not really celebrating yet. You're 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 trying to do the job at that point, point. and so there's a little bit of a multitasking going on for the first thirty to forty-five minutes of that thing, and that's kind of how that went. But um, when the dust settled, um, it was it was interesting. By the time I really got to the clubhouse last night, most of the champagne had been popped and been sprayed, and guys were kind of milling around, finishing a cigar, maybe or finishing a beer, kind of starting to think about jumping in the shower or were jumping in the shower and starting to get themselves ready to go get on the bus eventually and head out of town. A lot of guys were still huddled around TVs watching that Pirates-Cubs game because, of course, it went 6-6 and ended up going in extra innings. Um, So when I got down there, it was kind of neat because uh, most of the, you know, speeches were out of the way and everything else. But I had a chance to, you know, go around and congratulate some of the guys and, and uh, tell them, you know, what I thought of what they had just accomplished. And so it was kind of fun. I got to have a chance to have one-on-one time with some of those guys. But once all of that cleared and you finally got on the bus and I don't want to overstate, you know, my perspective on it because I'm a guy that just gets to call the, the action, which is the very minimal in terms of the importance in comparison to, to everything else that goes on with the organization, whether it's the analytics department or the, the front office and, uh, of course, the guys on the field and the coaching staff and everybody else involved from, uh, with the organization. But for me, um, being a part of the organization when he finally got on the bus and and the dust had kind of settled, so to speak, and he started just reflecting on the night a little bit more and kind of reliving it and just thinking about how cool it is. I mean, it's the fifth postseason appearance in franchise history, and uh, for me, the thing that I'm going to remember the most from that night is sitting in that chair and turning and watching Bob Uecker make the final call. Because as a young guy growing up loving baseball and loving broadcasting, um, that was a, kind of a surreal moment for me. Here, here's a guy that's become my great friend now and um, somebody I've looked up to my whole career. And now I'm getting to watch him do his thing in really one of the bigger moments in franchise history. It's really neat.
0: Do you know whose job in, in the process of getting Miller Lite into Bush Stadium?
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm, I guess I'm going to give credit to Dan Lorea, right? Traveling secretary for the Brewers. Uh, I think he does a lot of the logistics on the, on the front end of that stuff for the celebration. So uh, that was some good foresight. And uh, that was a good job. I, I was impressed with that.
0: I don't know if I've ever seen a non-Anheuser-Busch product inside of that ballpark. That might have been history made by the Brewers last night. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, just keep, let's keep making history. But, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm so used to seeing that that I, I didn't think anything of it until, I think it was this morning, I, I saw some people tweeting about that, how, you know, it was ironic to see Miller Lite. Uh, at Bush Stadium, and and I was like, oh yeah, that was kind of crazy. But there's so many other things going on at that moment in time last night for me, I didn't even register with me.
0: To... The play at th- with, the, with the runner, Garcia, between third and home, falling and being in no man's land and decided to go home. And Eric Kratz talked about it, how he turned around and like didn't know where the guy was and thought about throwing to first. And then finally, like that's how late this guy was. What a it, you know Generally, when you think about plays that go down in the lore of a team, it's something you do. But that fall from a Cardinals player is now one of the all-time greatest plays in the history of Brewers baseball.
1: I, it's, it's certainly one of the most memorable too. I, it just was, I, there's so many emotions, you know, when, when, when Jeffers brings the pitch home and contact's initially made, you're thinking, uh, who it was, Jose Martinez, right? Cause Matt Carpenter gets on and they, they ran with Garcia, right? Yeah. That, I, I have that right. I can't, all of it's a flash to me, but, you know, as context made, you're thinking, okay, I think Moose has a chance at this one. Um, I, I wasn't 100% sure, but I thought, okay, maybe if he can make a great uh, off-balance throw here, maybe he can get him. And then, of course, it starts to look like, yeah, maybe not. Then he throws it away, and then you're going, oh, no. <laughs> and then by the time Perez got to it, I thought, I don't think they're going to get him at the plate. And then I look up, and I'm like, where is he? <laughs> And I think Eric Kratz thought the same thing. That's my favorite part of that play is Eric Kratz doing a huge dramatic tag thinking that Garcia's going to be at the plate because he had his back to the plate. And then he's like, wait, there's nobody here. And then he looks, and oh, here he's coming still. So um, it was a unique play. It's a play that's going to be played over a lot. Uh, here in Milwaukee and um, it's not one we're going to forget anytime soon I know that.
0: There's a video out there it's on Fox Sports Wisconsin's Twitter it was obviously people saw it if they were watching the Fox Sports Wisconsin post game show. It was Craig Council addressing the team afterwards and fairly emotional talking about, you know, there's going to be more celebrations coming up this weekend. I deal with a lot of people and a lot of callers who, for whatever reason, don't think Craig Council's doing a good job and it's ridiculous anybody who says that because clearly he's one of the top managers in the game. But I hear some people say, you know, they just see him where he's totally cool, calm and collective, you know, in the post-game press conference and it's good. you got to have a manager who can be calm in those situations like that even after maybe a a really tough loss. I was glad that maybe he let his guard down just for a moment i hope people saw that video i think that maybe that uh gives a, a bit of a glimpse into more of who craig council is
1: yeah that's uh, anybody that's that's critical of him i i, I i'm gonna disagree with them a hundred percent and the reason why is because of what he's done especially the, the this year i don't think you can say that the Brewers aren't as talented. I think this is the first year that he's had the reins where you can't say the Brewers aren't as talented as you know maybe the upper teams in the, in the league. But I don't know that you could have said the Brewers were as talented as a lot of the other upper-level teams in the NL last year, and yet here he had them on the precipice of getting in to the playoffs a season ago. And the year before, again, like I said, a lot of people thought that was a 100-loss team, they go 73 and 89, and they really flirted with 500 for a good chunk of that season until a tough West Coast trip in late June kind of set them a little bit back. But, um, I, I don't know that people understand all the other things that go into managing a baseball team. And I don't know if I understood it <laughs> uh, until I got to the big leagues and, and, and was around it on a daily basis. And his interaction with the guys, his communication with the guys, yeah, I, I think, that's important. Um, guys know their roles. They know what's being expected of them night in, night out. He's not in the dark on what's going on. He knows what's going on with all these guys, and they know they can trust him. And it, it's created this incredible culture that goes beyond just, hey, when do I pull this pitcher or how do I manage this situation? And then if you want to start talking about the on-field stuff, the managing stuff of the game, uh, I think he's ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. Uh, what he did with Dan Jennings the other night, you know, I know a lot of people were chuckling and laughing, but at the end of the day, it worked and it worked really well. And it was a, it was a smart play by Craig Council knowing, Hey, this is a big game and we've got a chance to maybe be a little bit unorthodox here, but it might give us our best chance to win this one and we need to win this one. And it set a nice tone for that series and. Lo and behold, the Brewers go on and they sweep the series. And everybody wants him to use Josh Hader every night. I get that. It's not feasible. It's not realistic. Josh Hader, at his best, is where you want him. And you're not going to have him at his best if you try to run him out there and have him throw 120 innings of relief over the course of the year. That's just not realistic. And so I think the way they've managed him has been outstanding, and it's been really fun to watch.
0: Lane, great stuff. Thank you again for everything you did. Uh, Really, a lot of it behind the scenes yesterday, which was such a a great help to us, and and I'm personally very appreciative of it. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your evening, and we'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow. It's going to be a fun, however long this goes, it's going to be fun. Absolutely,
1: Matt. Here's hoping we're doing it again.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, Lane. You bet.